Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Okay, so when we're out here doing the Masterclass Workshop, some of the questions or the comments that I get most often, and and I've made a a short list of these, is, well, Steve, I'm just sick and tired of being broke, or I don't uh, have enough money left over at the end of the month, or I just can't hold on to it. It's like water in my hands, or they often say, "Uh, I just never make enough to pay all my bills, or I can't afford to get out of town. That's That's a big one. Well, you can always have more than enough. You know, here's the thing. You you turn the illusion into delusional thinking when you're defining yourself by your bank account. It is a contradiction to reality, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, secrets of the millionaire mind with kinetic belief and the law of attraction being the thing that's leading your way. The thing that is real is not what is seen, and that's what you got to understand and get hold of. It's what is believed to be seen that's going to be your reality. Glad to have you back with us today. I'm Stephen Canyon. Kineticbelief.com is the website, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. We'll get an email to us. Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, money can't buy happiness, but it sure helps. It, it goes a long way, it doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> We've got some work to do. We do. I, I certainly do. And mostly, I'm just going to focus on you. Okay, I like it. Hey, show me the money. I'm ready. That's so funny. Uh, well, what have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. Still at the coast, running on the beach. Um, had some really good Japanese food last night. Um, had a good work morning thus far. Really productive day so far. Really good. Awesome. Did you uh, turn the clock back? Well, uh, my iPhone did, but oh, it is right. so funny how my Nana always calls me and she's like, make sure you turn your clock back. Well, my mom does the same thing. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I tried to explain it to her one time. What is that? And then she's like, what? No, you still have to change it. So I'm just like, thanks, Nana. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah. Or just, you know, the sundial. Make sure you move it out <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> the winter solstice yeah. is coming through the you stone. Know, that's a funny thing. My, my mother can tell me already what day, what date and day of the year next year yeah, you're going to have to change the clocks again well that's why you know our generation is you know not not it's going to be one of the last few because we can't do math we can't we can barely tell we can barely read a clock it's <laughs> right. it's, it's it's disgusting well, why do you think that, why do we still do that anyway why did we even begin to do that do you know the answer which part with cha- change the clocks uh wasn't change it farming time. something to do with oil perhaps in lamps I, to save oil oh maybe i don't know i just I assumed so. it was like you know farmers following the Sun up, sun down well, situation. Why don't we? Cha- why don't? Why don't we all just appeal to Congress to stop doing that? Oh my, of all possible? the things to appeal to Congress, you're like my. <laughs> let's let's protest. <laughs> my political rage is for daylight savings. They time. never undo anything, do they? When they pass something, it doesn't matter. It's like the buggy oh, no. whip law or something. It's oh yeah, no. Uh, change it. Red tape. Once done, is done. It's illegal to cuss outside. What the? Oh. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm really excited about today. The secrets of the millionaire mind. We're going to peel all that back. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm really excited about this topic because don't get me wrong. I love growing spiritually, emotionally. Personal growth is amazing. But, you know, sometimes you're just like, man, I just I just want to be rich, too. I'm I'm spiritually rich, but 
goodness, uh, I, I don't, think you I don't are hate money. Going to love what you hear today. I'm excited. It's really cool because this is not as complicated as everybody seems to make. If it. I want to be a millionaire, do you think that I'll know how to do that by the end of today's absolutely? Episode? There's okay. so there's so much to this, while at the same time there's not that much to it. It's really so much easier than people make it out to yeah. be. And the reason is because this is a stronghold. There are mm. spiritual reasons that keep most people from enjoying the wealth they already have. That's a great point unless you were taught you know something vastly different than the, most of us we have horrible mental connections and spiritual connections to money just terrible habits the outward expression of your mental state of belief is going to be what's in your bank account mm. the bank account doesn't define you absolutely it doesn't define you at all what defines you is your belief and see here's the thing in in reality or in the world wealth is it's a great quantity or it's nothing more than just a store of money and so you, people look at, well, how much money is in your pocket? How much is in your bank account? Because that's going to define your wealth. Uh, valuable possessions, you know, what's your net worth? Or how much property do you own? Or, or how many other riches do you have? The, the wealth of a city is the abundance or, or what they say, the, the profusion of anything, the plentiful amount, the wealth of the imagery and the, the how, how, what does it look like when you fly over it? Or are you enjoying the parks? Well, it can be so deceiving because just take, for example, um, everybody's really obsessed with credit scores anymore. And I knew, I knew someone and he was very wealthy, very well off, lots of businesses and homes, and, but his credit score was like non-existent because he never borrowed money. I mean, he just paid sure. cash for sure. everything. So I guess I'm just saying there are a lot of deceptions where money's concerned. Absolutely. And boy, out. deception is good. It's a ruse. Everything from yeah. mortgages and borrowing money to, to buy things or the credit score or the banking system yeah. and all the, the way all that works. And it is yeah. a ruse. That's a big part of even just becoming wealthy is, you know, sort of getting the correct perspective on things. I mean, you know. That you call, a mortgage is such a nice word for the reality that, you know, okay, I'm going to pretend to let you own this home while you pay pay me for it every month and, and tons of interest. And, oh, by the way, you have to repair it and take care of it while you're not even owning it yet. I mean, it's just there's so much out there that we could we could have our eyes opened. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at wealth or the secrets of the millionaire mind yeah. from the law of attraction. Okay. And this changes everything. And don't, now listen, before you touch that dial, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you that money isn't everything and that, um, <laughs> you know, you are wealthy if you have a smile on your face. And that's not what we're going to be doing today yeah. because I'm going to start right now by telling you money is everything <laughs> because it's not everything. Oh, Wow. I'm excited about that. Yeah. yeah, isn't that funny? There are all these people who are like, you know, money can't buy happiness, and maybe you don't have a million dollars, but you can go collect a million seashells. <laughs> exactly. No, thank you. No, we're not going to do that, <laughs> so stick right here with us. Okay. There is so much we're going to Cold, peel back cash. today. Yeah. I'm going to get through it all. If um, I've got so much to cover, and we're going to try to get it all done. No, I am going to get it all done in yes. one hour. We've allotted okay. an hour for this, and if you will pay close attention, do what you're hearing me talk about. 
be a good note taker or listen to the, hey, that's what's cool about this podcast is you can listen to it again and again and again. And then you can make plans to absolutely attend one of our workshops to where I will personally work with you Mm. from where you are right now in life to get from here to the, into the place of inhabiting the secrets of a millionaire mind. Well, if anybody can create a a 60 minute millionaire, it would be you, Steve. (laughs) Well, thank you very (laughs) much. I believe in you. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Okay. Well, here is it. This is the thing. There are three reasons for living. And each one of those reasons requires that a person develop fully in their mind, body, and soul. Okay? Not much can be said for one without the other. You're going to have to do all three. Because here's the thing. A sound mind is worth very little without a a healthy body. And I think everybody can agree with that. And then a soul, it fails to develop without uh, continual enlightenment. So the complete development of all three of those is going to require things. And I mean things, real things. Culture has established the requirement for money in exchange for things. And so if you're going to develop in your full potential through mind, body, and soul, you must be rich. Now, now don't, don't freak out all of a sudden because we're, we're talking about a holistic a state of being, uh, and part of that holistic well-being is going to require that you be rich. So while much can be said about the the praiseworthiness of poverty, and the fact is in this world the desires of the soul and the development of self requires that you become rich. So the, the, the lack of things will distract you from a focused pursuit of fully developing your mind, body, and soul, the parts that make you you. You have, now listen, you have an inalienable right to have the things that need to be acquired for your advancement. The person that does not, if you don't aspire to have more, to do more, and live more abundantly, that's not normal. You are fooling yourself. You are deceiving yourself. You are delusional to that because it's not normal. Somebody that doesn't desire to have enough money to purchase whatever he wants is not normal. If you have all you want for enjoying the life that you would like to live, you are rich and powerful. So everything requires money. So for a person to develop completely in this life, mind, body, and soul, you must have access to money for things. So understanding how to become rich and powerful requires that you become unique and different through the understanding of the law of kinetic belief and how the law of attraction works. Only 1% of the world's population know how to have and enjoy a more abundant life. And so there, there is no other way but to be rich and powerful and successful as a law of attractor, somebody working and operating in kinetic belief. Now, this is not to say that money can define a good life through the purchase of things. Don't get me wrong. The acquisition of riches should not consume uh, your mind and destroy your health or cost your soul. Uh, like you, you'll see so many uh, 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 people get caught up in just the, the um, insatiable appetite for money. That's not what we're talking about. How much something costs is not the issue, but rather how much the money costs is important. So creating great wealth with kinetic belief eliminates time, stress, costly investment, and that's most often associated with accumulating money. So now while working more will produce additional income, it will not make a person rich and powerful. To become rich and wealthy and powerful, 
uh, a person needs not, uh, you don't need to work harder. You don't need to be smarter and you don't need to be more educated. Money acquired like that um, does not make someone rich and powerful and successful advancing their mind, body, spirit, and soul. So understanding how to adhere to and rely upon an, an expected outcome what it does is it activates the unique and the different law of kinetic belief. So a rich and powerful life enables someone who, who enjoys observing the ability to travel, for example, uh, the ability to do that. Uh, observation, seeing other cultures, traveling around the world, eating good food if they wish to eat good food, or, or it doesn't matter, wear designer clothing when inspired to do that, or just enjoy um, uh, being in a home that you've designed with the furnishings that you designed, find things uh, if that's what you desire. You see, a rich and powerful person is somebody who can give to those that they love spontaneously, meet every need. Um, as a need comes up, and if you have a heart's desire to help someone, the ability to do that financially. Uh, when, when you're not able to do that, the person is compelled to give but can't, uh, can't do it. Um, I'm telling you, you're actually you're failing as a spouse or a parent or a friend or just a member of society. You're failing yourself. You are being defeated by your own um, uh, imagination. So the journey of a soul through this life, fully developing by having things, can only do that by becoming um, uh, rich and powerful for, from attracting those things that they are imagining to see. The person who's rich becomes powerful and has everything that they need for developing the life they desire. And so here's the thing, contrary to common belief, Saving up your money, working, working two or three jobs and, and living off the one job and then saving uh, money from the other two jobs, I'm telling you, that is not necessary to becoming wealthy. Becoming wealthy does not require that you work harder or be smarter than everybody else. Luck isn't a requirement for being rich. Being born with the proverbial silver spoon in your mouth isn't a requirement for becoming wealthy. In fact, when these things have been studied, the people who've attained riches are mostly average. And so again, it's just, um, it, it, that is not a, a fact that when you look at somebody else, you're going, boy, they are really special. That is a talented, genius, intelligent, um, uh, highly educated individual. That's not it. Most, most do possess uh, uh, nothing more as far, as far as their intellect or anything else than anybody else. They don't possess greater talents. There's, they don't have uh, at large more charisma or, or, or more abilities than anyone else. What they do have in common is a, a unique and different understanding of how to attract money and become powerful by kinetically believing to move toward the thing that they are attracting. So all of a sudden, now we know that location is not important to becoming wealthy. Um, but I will tell you the choice between... Uh, locating yourself in the middle of the Yukon wilderness as you know we traveled through there a few years ago on our way to Alaska uh, setting up camp out in the middle of the Yukon as opposed to um, uh, living in a place that would be more um, conducive to your talents that would post uh, some obstacles but the business or the profession that someone chooses has absolutely nothing to do with becoming wealthy learning to operate in kinetic belief has everything to do with becoming wealthy, successful 
in your finances, successful as, as far as becoming what we're talking about, a millionaire or more than that today. So right out of the gate, I would say absolutely resist the misconception that, that your perfected wealth must come from some place far away. Because I'm telling you, the bounty of your wealth, of your riches, is as close as your breath. The first thing I wrote down um, is that, quote, complete development requires things. That really got me. I love that. Complete development requires things. So health, wealth, anything anything your heart desires requires, quote, things. Um, Does that mean that, do you believe that you really do need a purpose for, for money, for wealth, in order to attract it? You need a purpose for uh, advancing your mind, body, spirit, and soul to completion because mm-hmm. you already you already have a purpose, and that's what we need to understand is that you don't develop a purpose. You have a purpose, but what you do is you develop yourself by unbecoming the things that are not part of your purpose. So understanding your purpose is first and foremost going to be paramount to your success of becoming wealthy and becoming a, a multimillionaire. Let's even get away from the word millionaire. I don't like the word millionaire. Anybody <laughs> millionaire is too easy. Let's I say prefer, billionaire. I was going to say I prefer Why not? billionaire. Billionaire. Uh, and you <laughs> yeah, are true. actually your belief system is the only thing that's limiting you from attracting that kind of wealth. So uh, purpose, yes, everything. Your purpose is going to require that you are able to categorize and 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 collect things to put around you so that you can use those for advancing yourself. We're in a natural world which is made up of mass and made up of material items and things. Those are there for you to use and to enjoy mm-hmm. and to accumulate so that you can distribute and use them for your enjoyment. And it seems like those things would also be motivation for continuing when you when you don't feel like continuing, you know, rich for the sake of being rich isn't going to probably be good enough motivation. So having that purpose makes a lot of sense knowing your purpose knowing your purpose why are you here why why did the creator that you were created in the image of uh put you here and he formed you she formed you the creator formed you with a divine uh eternal purpose for realizing something expressing something and so get out of the practice of being in denial where those things are concerned. Maybe you're thinking, it's just too hard for me, so these are some really cool, uh, convenient excuses for me not to be successful. And so uh, how dare anybody have more than they need? Well, well <laughs> wait a minute. What, what, what is need? What is a need? Perhaps a need is, is only for a person to express themselves in uh, grander ways and, and to reveal the excellence of the essence of who they are to a world that needs more light, that needs more positivity. Is that a need worth fulfilling? Absolutely. And what a and what a confining word, the word need. Who cares? You know, I mean, you could you could break that down to say you only need a teaspoon of rice to keep you alive for the rest of your life every day. I well, mean, when you're that's thinking, what you need. when you think in lim- the limitations of needs, you're also first of all you're starting out by saying, you know what, there's not enough to go around. Yeah, fear. we're going to run out, and that's all fear based. The universe has more than enough for every single creator on planet Earth to have more than they need for any purpose that they were put here for. You also mentioned that it's not natural, it's not normal when somebody doesn't want to better themselves, have more, that they don't desire more out of life, more wealth included. Um, I think we've all met people that love to go around saying, you know, oh, I have just enough, I have what I need, I'm not I'm not trying to do anything special, I don't want to have too, I don't need all this money, um, I'm happy with, you know, Junior and my husband, I'm good. Um 
Do you think that that's a cop-out? Oh, it's a selfish person. Somebody that says, I just want enough to pay my bills. That's a selfish person. Why don't you want enough to pay somebody else's bills, too? Yeah. Why don't you want enough to be able to help <laughs> others out? Uh, if you are somebody that walks around saying, I just need, I'm not asking for too much. I just want to, well, why are you thinking about just you? You are a narcissistic, individualistic person that is only concerned with self. If all you need is just enough for you, <laughs> get out of the business mm -hmm. of, of self-promotion promoting only you and look around look at the needs in the world and and be an expression of the better your of the better person that you are put here to be the bigger person and unconditionally love others and and uh and and become sensitive to the needs of others be somebody that's um charitable with an ability to give under every good thing and every good purpose that comes your way and i've known a few of those people too where it's it really did seem like they were just sort of parroting what they had heard growing up and what what society their that their specific culture was sort of you know telling them to say um i've known people who said well i can't get that that nice of a car what would what would the people think at church seeing that parked in the parking lot? Again, you are you are uh, pinging your self-value and self-worth off of the ideas and thoughts of other people. Guess what? They're doing the same thing, and, and, and everybody is caught up in this, in the uh, envy thing. Mm. And if you are running to or from something, you're controlled by it. If, you're, if you are purchasing a vehicle based on what you think other people are going to say about that vehicle, mm -hmm. you're controlled by them. Yeah. You are allowing the thoughts and ideas of others to lord over you, yeah. which is then going to, to redefine your purpose for being on this earth, and you'll miss it. You'll get down to the, to, to the day of your last breath and going, wow, I missed it, didn't I? Yeah, and you shouldn't care what people think, good or bad. You know, just do the thing because you want to, because of your unique heart's desires. Boy, I like what uh, Robert Redford said in yeah. Out of Africa. Yeah. And he, he was uh, packing up his little saddlebag to head out for, <laughs> for six months, and, and he said, you know, I can't marry you. And she said, well, why? And he's like, because I don't want to get to the end of my life to only find out I've lived someone else's. Wow. That's good. That's, but that's the truth of it. We all have an individualistic purpose. We do. And there is one that is um, in all of us that requires that we embrace the inalienable right to become wealthy, healthy, and wise. I love the concept that you brought up a few times that wealth, being wealthy, being a billionaire, being achieving these goals requires your uniqueness. It requires your unique take. And that's, you know, your unique self is always going to be your path to great wealth. It's, that seems like what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, so many people, they come up with, again, with so many different excuses, and I hear it all the time as to why they can't uh, become wealthy. Um, what do we see? It was the other day, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, it as a meme, and it was showing how mm -hmm. Google started and, oh, and yeah, uh, Amazon showed, started. Uh, and it, it was like Amazon garage that it started from and google garage and apple you know mac garage and then some guy tweet responded and he was like i don't have a garage <laughs> well, i don't have a garage <laughs> oh well but, but we're looking for excuses as to why i can't i can't accumulate or i can't become wealthy and you know, it's the circumstances and and i like what norman vincent peale said he said empty pockets never held anyone back mm. only empty heads and empty hearts can wow. do that wow that's powerful, right? And it's Isn't so true. Good? It's it's our uh, introspective of self. It's mm. it's looking inward to find the truth of our own reality, so that we can begin attracting great wealth. Well, and um, 
I, I read a quote one time, and I'm going to paraphrase here. I don't have it, but it was Shaquille O'Neal, and he said that the best business advice he ever got was that um, everything you do should in some way alter someone's life. Hmm. And he said as soon as he got a hold of that, he, he just quadrupled you know, his income and what he was investing in. It just, it all of a sudden just makes sense when you start investing and believing and moving forward with your, your heart and, and your mind instead of just going money, 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 money. You know, there's a, there's an sort of like that outside hook way of looking at this, it seems. Mm, Shaquille O'Neal, he has a big heart, doesn't he? You see uh, him? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's kind of like um, Sasquatch. There's always a Bigfoot sighting somewhere. Somebody said, oh, we just saw Shaquille O'Neal go through here. Oh, and I, I feel like he's like a Bill Murray, too. Like, you just always oh, yeah. see these, like, sightings of them. How much? Like I wish Bigfoot. Bill Murray would come in here and do our, uh, oh, our dishes Oh, my goodness. He could, he could, though. He really could. I mean, that could happen. Do you remember a few years ago, we were in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and uh, I don't <laughs> yes. know if you, you've ever been there before or not, but it's a very, it has a distinct personality to it. But oh, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal had been walking down the street in Gatlinburg, <laughs> and I think just... Everybody had the best. Well, there time was with a that. picture. You, you so, could see him from a long way coming store, down the street, couldn't you? Yeah, some store oh, owner so had funny. a had a picture of him visiting, and you know he's like a solid two feet above everyone, and and most people there. I mean, you know they're wearing the camo, and they got. Oh, I so mean, it's funny. just this whole other culture. There's, it was hilarious. There's, there's he's the a, shack. He's a cool guy, but that's a great example of unique. He has his own brand. He has his own very distinct self, and I think you talk so much about getting alone. Whenever I ask you, okay, what's step one to, you know, achieving whatever we're talking about that day, you always say, get alone, you know, have that alone time so that you can not know a, yourself. Not alone, L-O-A-N. Again, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's thinking, okay, where do, where do I apply alone. for alone? Get no. alone. <laughs> no, no. be by yourself. Okay. Be by yourself. <laughs> right. So that you can get to know that unique self. Gotcha. Absolutely. I love that you always go back to that. There's the practical way to do this, even when talking about the law of attraction. Yes, it is. You are attracting mass from the universe to rearrange your circumstances to align with the thing that you are imagining. Having a desire for more out of life is the beginning to attracting. That's where it all begins. Becoming a practitioner of the law of kinetic belief as, as uh, taught in our journal, you know, the book that we've, that, that, that I've written. And, um, it's a book that we turned into a guided journal. What that does is it creates and it establishes the things that you are hoping for so that you can keep it there in front of your, your eyes and in your thoughts, the belief to possess changes and it initiates the actual procurement process for those things that are not yet seen to begin showing up in your life. I actually, I began imagining companies into existence for you know, some 40 years ago, and, and I began each company with the desire to build it up. And then I held the thought form through guided journaling, and my, my gratitude for the business then attracted that desire. And by doing this, I have, I've attracted 16 different companies, and most recently, a, a cryogenic patent into manifestation, which I, I am not a, a, a cryogenic scientist, but I've got a patent now. By using the law of kinetic belief, to manipulate the law of attraction to bring the the idea the creative idea the substance of that into thought holding that up and through gratitude then the desire would be made manifest so you can do this over and over and over and you don't have to be a genius you don't have to be an expert in any field you decide what it is that you want to accomplish in this life what is your purpose and throw great wealth in there for your mind, body, spirit, and soul, peace of mind, power, 
that comes with the authority and uh, to have dominion over your, your environment. And then as a good person walking in an unconditional love toward yourself and toward other people, then you can become effective in this world for creating a better place. Um, you said something earlier that really stuck out to me. You said that you are always aware of, quote, how much the money costs. And that's a good quote. I think everyone should write that down or just remember that for later because um, I've heard you talk before. You you were speaking to, you know, having a million dollars and peace and heart's desire versus having two million and nothing else. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, a great way to look at it because if it's costing you anything, if it's costing you your peace of mind, relationships, your health, to acquire money, then that's you're going about it the wrong way, and you're throwing you're throwing away the essence of the purpose of why you are here to enjoy the best life at advancing your your soul. You're throwing all that away to in uh, coveting something that uh, you. It, it doesn't have to come that way. And, and there are so many books that teach you to do that and by the sweat of your brow to accumulate money. Well, at the same time, you are destroying yourself by doing so. So it, money should not cost you anything. It sounds like you were saying that you really only need, you don't have to be an expert in anything. You just need to be an expert in, at kinetic belief, the law of attraction, and that can manifest any, anything that you're, your heart's desire. Be an, become an expert at the law of attraction and how it works and how belief works. And the, the substance of your belief is the thing that's attracting the substance of wealth into your life. That belief that you, that thought form that you're holding is the thing that you need to become an expert at. And then, you know, the fun part of this is as, as you begin attracting that great wealth into your life, you will become an expert over cryogenic technology mm, or yeah. um, all these little, uh, little things that you begin holding thought form to. And that's fun. That's the icing on the cake. That's not the cake. So you're saying that as you, as you work out kinetic belief and you're working the law of attraction, you're working to manifest wealth, um, it sounds like it's, it's also going to be manifesting ideas and circumstances and, you know, sort of this divine um, idea headspace that you're that you're trying to get into with a thought form that you hold in place and you continually um, revisit that an obsessive or a thought form information that's lacking that's already in existence in the universe begins to come in you, uh, like for example you know I compose and write music without actually writing music and the thought form of these melodies I will hold into my mind and then it could be three o'clock in the morning and I'm awakened by more melodies that are fitting perfectly with a piece that I begun to construct. The same is true with inventions, ideas for businesses. Um, whatever it is that you're desiring and you're holding onto that thought form, the substance of that's required for filling in the blanks of the wisdom and genius within you to move you kinetically toward what you're attracting begins to happen systematically uh, as you continue to obsess over the thought form and seeing it already completed. Now, that's important. Your gratitude says, I'm thankful for my life having been rearranged according to the thought form I've been holding. And so the substance in the universe is going to begin moving in to fill the vacuum, the void that you've created through gratitude with the substance that you're hoping for. And I think that's all a really powerful point because one of the most fr frustrating things seems to be, uh, okay, I want to be wealthy. I want to be a billionaire. I have that in my sights, but I ain't got no ideas. <laughs> so you don't have that's to have them. That's because you haven't started. But that's exciting because... 
you don't have to have the idea. You're just believing Correct. it will come. That's right. It will meet you in that exactly. place. That's right. Just for example, somebody that's hoping for, wishing for, desiring and manifesting and drawing into uh, uh, manifestation, perfected health. For example, let's say you've gotten a bad report from the doctor and they say you have some disease. That can be, that absolutely can be, uh, you can be healed from that. Well, how does that happen? You begin holding the thought form and seeing yourself holistically as being healed from that disease. You don't need to know how the body functions, how the blood uh, flows through the vessels, how the liver and kidneys operate. You don't have to be a, a, sci a, a physical scientist where the body is concerned in order to know how to do that. Holistically imagining and seeing yourself completely whole and healthy, and you hold that thought form, and then the substance of your perfected health begins to change your body to um, uh, uh, completely, perfectly match the thought form that you're holding. And the same is true with finances. You don't need to know how the business works or operates. You start where you are with a thought form, imagining the the uh, the lifestyle, what it would look like on the other end of it, and then all of the the pieces are then attracted to you through wisdom that is there's an there is an infinite wisdom that already exists. There's nothing new under the sun. You're you are not going to. Uh, invent a new way of doing something that it does not already exist in the universe. Now, you might be the first one doing it on planet Earth, but guess what? The idea for that and the substance of the genius already exists. You're just opening yourself up to receive those ideas. You talk a lot about the idea of creating versus work. Um, if, you, if you get into the process of earning, of earning money, and you find yourself getting that sense of this is grueling this is work this is you know you, you can sort of sense yourself getting into work mode instead of the the fulfilling creative mode would you say that that's a red flag that you are on the wrong path absolutely yeah if you find yourself um, working hard and struggling to try to figure things out then you are in hurry or worry mode and that always is based in fear you're, you're operating, trying to make something happen rather than you should never be hurrying or worrying. And that is a red flag. If you're doing that, then you are your basis for accumulating anything is wrong. It's incorrect. To be successful as a kinetic believer, moving toward the thing that you're desiring. First of all, you've got to see yourself as a creator and not a competitor. If you're competitively minded, you're you're of the mind and, and idea that there's just not enough to go around. So I have to take from Bob down the street who's been open for a while selling ice cream. I have to have some of his customers to be successful. There are more than enough customers for ice cream to go around for anybody that wants to sell ice cream. <laughs> you know that, don't you? You need to create ice cream and they will come. And Bob will have all the customers he wants you're like, and, and you're like, anybody I will be, can do that. You're like, I will be both of your customers. <laughs> don't I worry. Be, I will be the first one to show up if At you both make of a, your a, establishments. a of ice cream. But here's the thing. Yeah. You know, it is attitude and mm. you've got to be, you've got to see yourself as a creator. Yeah instinctively creating opening yourself up to be uh, unique to who you are you've got to you've got to see that all is right with the world and that is the great fact that most people miss all listen all is right with the world there is nothing wrong with anything there is nothing wrong with anybody and you've got it this has to be the the idea that you are living by the 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 creed that you live by you you got to contemplate all the facts of your life from this viewpoint 
There is, and, and there is nothing wrong with nature. Nature is a great advancing presence working beneficently for the happiness of everybody. Now, nature is not complete no more than uh, the world is complete. People are not complete. That doesn't mean that everybody's perfect, that nature is perfect, that the world is perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, for creation, people... Everybody around you, nothing, uh, everything is still unfinished. And that's what you need to understand is a law of, uh, of uh, kinetic belief, believer, drawing and attracting your perfect life. Understand creation is still unfinished, but nature is going to give to man even more bountifully in the future than ever in the past. All is well with all things until we come to a higher viewpoint. And then things will change accordingly by continuing to advance toward perfected completion. Believe to complete an unfinished world rather than work to renovate a decaying one. Believe to uh, complete an un unfinished life for yourself, an unfinished, uh, unfinished relationships. Understand that nature is unfinished and work to complete those processes rather than um, be fearful and anxious as you look around thinking, I've got to work to renovate a decaying one. I've got to work to fill up my bank accounts. I've got to work to change the people around me. I've got to work to stop the, the, the climate from changing. No, one viewpoint gives you an advancing and an expanding mind, while the other one gives you a descending and a decreasing mind. One viewpoint will make you grow greater and become greater, and the other one will inevitably cause you to grow smaller by fear and anger and worrying about what other people are doing in their lanes. One will cause you to work for the eternal things to kinetically believe toward great attractions in a great way. And the other one will cause you to work without hope and to save just a few lost people and souls around you from a lost and a con condemned world that is just going down the drain and don't you see the climate changing and how horrible all that is. So this viewpoint is going to make a vast difference to attracting your perfected life. All is right with the world. Nothing can possibly be wrong but your own personal attitude. And I'll make that right by seeing all things from the highest viewpoint, knowing that all things are advancing toward completion and are exactly as they're supposed to be right now. So all things are perfect, even though they're incomplete. It is the handiwork of the Creator. So look to see that all is very good. You were talking earlier about um, what, what the wealthy um, all have in common, and it seemed to always go back to them attempting to fulfill a unique heart's desire and it can be difficult to even know what that is and and even if you have spent time alone there is so much garbage that builds up in our minds from family and friends and experiences and you know even just the concept of needing to work hard to earn money can really get into your brain and it's very hard to get it out um I just think money is one of the most um, sort of prolific topics that, you know, it just sort of like permeates <laughs> so much of who we are because it's a huge part of society. It's something that your parents would have talked about a lot. And so if there's something off there, um, what do you think is the, is the first really powerful step you can take toward the word you like to use all the time, great word, unbecoming, you know, bad financial habits? 
Jerk that band-aid off. Get away from the ideas and opinions and thoughts of everyone else. It's not to say that there was not some accuracy in those things you've heard and learned along the way. And it's not to say that uh, there weren't. Mm-hmm. It's just to say that you need to go back to the beginning and, and come into contact and in touch and in tune with who are you uniquely? Who are you? Find, who is the creator within you? Because you want to begin expressing that. And if you express the creator within you and you allow yourself to just become ensconced in that uh, perfected ability that you have on the inside. And you know who it is. You know what that is. If you don't, you need to get away from the noise of the world long enough to listen again to what makes you uniquely you. Maybe the first time you ever heard that inner voice was at that frat party you found yourself at while you were a freshman in college and, <laughs> and everybody's doing beer bongs and you're standing over in the corner going, dear God, that's not who I am. How did I get here? How do I get out of here? Where's the exit? This is not me. And I, me- am, I am uniquely different. And, and meanwhile, Mark is over there going, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I found my people. Different. This is not who Mark I am. probably owns a bar right now. <laughs> But you, you, and you but that's that, unique. You, you, and you, you find yourself surrounded with so many people, then you're just looking and going, gosh, you know, am I yeah. supposed to be, am I really supposed to have a mustache? <laughs> right. Because everybody else is. I'm going to go shave one. this off immediately. So, you know, come in tune <laughs> and in contact. Be sensitive to who you are. And by all means, give yourself permission to come out of the closet, proverbial closet with your creativity and be the expression, the pure essence of who you are, first and foremost to yourself. Fall in love with yourself and I say it all the time unconditionally love yourself and begin promoting you become your biggest fan not in a narcissistic way but in a kind loving generous way I was on Instagram uh, the other day and it sort of hit me that when you're on social media or even if you're listening to sort of some wealth self-help books shows whatever um, you're bombarded with two schools of thought and one is the concept of of becoming famous and rich almost overnight um, and a lot of people put that out there as if they if they, as if they just popped up and oh I, I posted this funny video and now I'm a, I'm a millionaire well I guess the the baby shark people could say that but there's that school of thought overnight wealth and then you also have this sort of bombardment of the school of thought that says slow and steady you know if you invest right you'll just give it time it'll take decades but you'll get there and it's just like it seems like we should find a middle ground but what do you think I mean because those are sort of like the two identities that I think most people are sort of bombarded with they're living by what they see you get out of the business of living by the senses and evaluating and creating an identity based on what you see because just like everything else if you are uh unconditionally loving other people you see yourself as love Mm. you see yourself as joyous you're not trying to become something that you are as a millionaire the mind of a a kinetically believing law of attraction believing millionaire is one that i am wealth Mm -hmm. i am i am source for wealth wow i have that i'm not i am not um uh, identifying with a bank account that doesn't that does not uh, uh, create my identity the amount of money I have in my pocket is not my identity 
the identity, who I am is I am wealth. The, the quantum field theory discovery shows that success in every area, and we're talking about finances today, it's available to the average person. Well, how is that even possible? How is it that you can be average when you, weigh, when you compare yourself with these valuations that everyone else seems to use? How is it that you can already be successful? It's because the essence of who you are defines you. The fact that you are wealthy defines your wealth so the value of yourself is you if you take you and you go anywhere in the world your wealth goes to that place in the world and then you seeing yourself and imagining yourself as wealth attracts wealth to you it's the Midas touch I guess is one way of saying it so the discovery of the God particle giving mass in all these previously unseen substances and I always like going back and forth to the laboratory to then the world's thought disciplines and then the the spirituality and the faith and belief of the law of attraction because what we what we can see is even scientifically they have concluded that there is this universal design with bias the bias came from the creator creating all that there is you and me and all of us being created in the image of that creator we have within us the practical expression of belief graphed and and mapped uh, and it's showing, it's scientifically showing what all these world's thought disciplines have known for centuries now. And that is that advancements in quantum physics has revealed that the, well, the, the Boston particle operating with creative bias, we have the same thing, that bias within us. And if we hold that, the design plan for all forms of mass, the desire for wealth is all that's required to be wealthy, holding that desire holding the desire, imagining it, seeing it as already having come to completion, and then relief is going to show up through the law of attraction to absolutely be in agreement with the image that you already have for yourself. You've talked many times about the process of kinetic belief and how it's really seed time harvest, and especially with money, it does always feel like okay, I have the idea, I've been working my kinetic belief, I think it gave me this great idea, I'm so excited, you know, this is my unique self, I'm expressing my passion, yay, I'm going to plant the seeds, and then the time has to set in. Um, what are some tips or tools that, that you think help get us through that, that waiting period? Because, you know, there's always that part of kinetic belief where you, you discover your purpose, or you discover what you're going to do, and there's that time until it manifests and I think that's when most of us fall short and and we don't make it because of that time the law of attraction says that you're going to be attracting something that you don't already have if you want something different you got to do something different the doing something different is going to be the kinetic belief that you begin exercising in so you're revisiting and continually journaling what your expectations are and then you're going to start showing up places you've never shown up before making calls you've never made before doing things differently than the way you've done them before well how will you know what to do because as you you hold and you're holding on and obsessing over these desires and this imagination, those ideas are going to be attracted to you. That's the first thing that's going to start to change and you're going to see. So when you get those creative ideas, the substance of those thoughts, you begin moving toward those making the phone calls. If you have an, if you have this unction in your soul that you need to go downtown to a certain street corner because there's going to be a gentleman there that's going to meet you, go. By all means, go down there and stand there and, and wait. That's a simplistic way of seeing this, but you're putting now action to your belief. 
action to the substance. That's the kinetic belief. That's your part in this. You're doing things that you don't customarily do. Change what you do on a daily basis. Set up appointments. Do the conference call. Walk into a building where they do the things that that you're seeing yourself doing. Have a conversation with somebody. After all, what is it? We're only seven removed from Kevin Bacon. Well, <laughs> you're seven removed from the architect seven that's going to hire you to be his assistant. I, was, I thought you were going to say seven phone calls and you'll be talking to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. But, the, but that's just yeah, breaking it down to the absolutely. practical expression now of how kinetic belief works. You just start doing things that you don't usually do based on the, the genius that's being attracted, the substance of thought and imagination that's coming to you to direct your steps. It sounds like you're saying that a huge part of of that belief longevity not giving up not you know sort of quitting and turning back to your old lifestyle is identity that seems to keep coming up how you see yourself how you see yourself change the way you see yourself stop defining the way you see yourself by the way people have been labeling you talking to you saying what you can or cannot do you've got to see yourself as perfectly made nothing missing nothing broken perfectly created for a purpose while you're here in the land of the living. So go out there and embrace it. Don't let anybody, anything, no one stop you from becoming who you're supposed to be. In your opening um, uh, talk, you you mentioned that something that uh, the wealthy have in common is that they're average. They're average Joes, and but they were applying these principles, which I thought was really cool because it's so easy to sit there and, and you know, be the guy that says, well, I don't have a garage. <laughs> I could be a billionaire, but I don't have that Excuse garage. <laughs> right. But that's a huge part of it is is saying that you know what, um, I can be wealthy because I am average. I mean, that's an interesting way to see it. Oh yeah, and it has nothing to do with any you know average. What is average? Mm-hmm. What is average? You know what is it? What is an average creator created in the image of the creator with breath in his or her lungs, walking planet Earth as it's being hurled through the galaxy, through the universe? <laughs> what is what is average? Average is nothing but something that we have labeled other people as, so that we can see ourselves as above average. Well, who's above average? No one is less than you. No one is more than you. The fuel to 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 keep going is is going to be a sense of relief to your desire. Hold that desire and relief will come. Mm. Put, you're putting pressure. It's like you're putting pressure on that that one point, that one thought. You put the pressure on it, and the universe will relieve it by manifesting what you're desiring. Um, what if somebody's sitting at home and they say, you know what, this all sounds good, but I've been doing affirmations and believing and, and I just don't have any really good ideas yet. Like, I just don't know what, what the next step is. Why isn't this showing up? Well, I would love to see this person at our master class because I would show them very quickly that they are not, they haven't really begun. Mm. It is impossible for you to hold a desired imagination, the, the thought form of something that you're imagining and the ideas not come. That is impossible. You have you have created a uh, 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 some kind of a twist in the the the, in the, the plan in the universe. You you've <laughs> yeah. opened up a, a black hole that has led to somewhere else, and you need to write a book about it because you're <laughs> doing that's something impossible. that's impossible. It is impossible. You're not doing your work, and you are just you, <laughs> you want my attention, and I'll give you some attention in front of everybody <laughs> because you you need to get busy doing these things, and it will absolutely oh. bring the genius out of you. Well, that's a wonderful point because if if you think that you're you're saying all the right things and thinking all the right things. Things, that just means that somehow you're still outweighing those positive attitudes with negative. 
That's right. Like maybe you're right. doing it. You're just not doing it. You're not casting most down of the time. those negative imaginations, That's those good. high things that are coming in your life to try to, to uh, diffuse or take place of the positive imaginings. There are two different energy fields in this universe. One is positive and one is negative. And the expanding one that leads to life and abundance is all, all going to come from positive energy. Negative energy is there to steal, kill, and destroy and to, to take all that away and to, to just to shove you down into the grave if it can. How do you, in your own personal wealth um, experience, how do you balance risk? Because I think a lot of people, you know, we've all been there. We we have a job and it is paying our bills. And goodness, we sure don't, we just don't want to end up on the street. Um, I feel like I would if I quit my job. So how do I balance taking a risk, knowing it's going to work with, you know, just playing it safe and staying in my little hamster wheel. There is no risk in positive belief. There is no risk in kinetic Mm. belief. There is no risk in the law of attraction. Risk is born of fear. Risk says, I might lose something. Risk says, what is this going to cost me? There is no risk with a kinetic believer because all is well. If all is well, what can there be risked? If If there is no chance of failure, what is the risk? And so it is a mindset and you're not living by what you see, feel, hear. You're not living by the bad news of the day. The bad news of the day says you might lose it all. You become, you could become unemployed. Uh, the bad news of the day could say, well, what if so-and-so becomes president? Then what are you going to do? <laughs> You're living by the negativity, that negative energy that is in the universe where there is risk because it might cost you something. You may fail. What is failure? Failure is an attitude. It's an idea. It is a belief. You get out of the business of doing anything that is born of fear and just stay positively minded. You have to delude yourself from the things that are negative in order to fully, completely embrace all positive energy, seeing all things as being possible, seeing yourself as perfectly whole, healthy, nothing sick in your body, um, never having a, never having a cold, not ever being uh, without the ability to pay for something, advancing in your mind, your body, your spirit, and your soul, all these things holistically toward perfected completion. And you stay in that mindset by commonly, uh, always, daily, continually journaling your perfected self so that you're keeping it before your mind and your thoughts and your ideas. And you're obsessing over that during breakfast and lunch and dinner. That's your prescription. It's like taking medication. You take it four or five times a day. And you listen to these podcasts or positive podcasts during your commute. Turn off the noise of the world. Stop feeding on uh, things that are from, come from fear. Stop listening to the news. Uh, don't read fables that are dealing with death and destruction and, and horrific attitudes uh, where, that people have toward each other. Even though it's entertaining, even though you might think that you know better. And that you know that this isn't the way you should conduct your life. Your your uh, subconscious does not know the difference. And it's going to be feeding on whatever you're allowing it to go in. And it will draw, it will manifest those things that you're fearing. So live a positive life. See everything positively. Obsess over that and create your perfected life and hold on to that. Those ideas are going to come to you that you kinetically begin to move toward to draw those things that you're expecting into your life. I feel like the most powerful truth that I have received, the the biggest theme from this entire episode is the idea that you have to obsess over the right mindset. Because if, if there's anything that has negativity on this planet, it is money. The incorrect, uh, you know, 
then like you do everything you just said the news and the store i mean just everything on tv and friends and family and it's just all so incorrect i mean it's just making me think like oh my goodness to counteract this i basically need to wallpaper my condo with with affirmations i mean it's gonna be it's just gonna take like you said just an obsession. Well, isn't that convenient for money, for condemnation and negativity to use money as something that just as a negative influencer? Because sure. if you take that away, maybe it's the, the shape of your nose. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe it's the fact that you just you looked at me wrong when I saw you on the street that I can now uh, give you some kind of negative judgment. Yeah. Maybe it's the way you comb your hair. Maybe it's um, what was the song? Short people. Maybe you got and they tell you, you got tiny little hands and tiny little feet and a little car that goes beep, beep, beep. Whatever it is, there's always going to be something. And it's just convenient yeah. that money uh, is because it can be flashed around. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's say you don't have a dime in your pocket. And you could still, you know, slick back your hair and put on a, a, a nice outfit and walk across town and, and carry yourself puffed up and people wouldn't know if you had it or not. Yeah. It's an attitude. And, and that's all I'm saying is that you appropriate yourself to, to the power to become what you want to be and to do what you want to do. And you exercise creative energy, all the power and all the authority for creative manifestation. It belongs to you. It's not something you have to ask for permission for. You don't have to get it from somebody else. You don't have to go down to the bank and fill out an application in order to somehow come up with a power and authority for creative manifestation. It belongs to you. It's an inalienable right. It belongs to you now. So you look for and you expect to find ways to move forward every day of your life. Today should be better than yesterday where your expectations and your the law of attraction working in your life is concerned. Moving toward what you're manifesting with expectant faith and and perfected confidence. Consider your life from the very highest imagination, from the highest desire. Don't limit yourself by, as you begin the imagination process, well, I can see myself with a million dollars, please. No, you can see yourself with whatever you see yourself with, and you don't ask permission from Mama and Dim or anybody as to what is enough or too much. Trust in the substance of the things that you're hoping for to begin creating your heart's desire in response to your expectations. And by all means, don't you dare fear anymore. You fear not. Fear not. Have no more fear. Get all fear out of you. Fear is just condemnation. Fear is judgment. And it begins with you. You've been believing those lies. You've been believing what they've been saying about you. Because your desires are, listen, they are part of creation. They, they were created within you. They were created perfectly for you. Your desires are okay, and they, there's nothing negative about your desires. They're part of creation, and they represent the desires of your perfect creator. So all you have to do is to come into agreement with your creator's desire for you. And, and that's really all there is to the secret to manifesting. And, and it just the only thing left that remains now is just to activate all of that through gratitude. Become grateful that it's already yours. See that it's already manifested. See that you already possess it. Because being grateful, not for what you're expecting, but grateful for what you already have. Is, 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 are you deluded in doing that? No, because you, your reality is your belief. You're not living by what you see. You're living by what you believe. You're grateful for what you believe, having already shown up. And then I'm telling you, the way this works is the substance of your belief begins moving to fill in all the blank spaces to come into agreement with the gratitude that you're expressing every day. At what point in your life did you have that moment, that sort of golden moment where you really thought, wow, I can really say 
definitively that I am wealthy. As soon as I understood the law of attraction, as soon as I understood, and it was many, many years ago, I was very young. In fact, uh, I was five years old when someone sat me down and said, now, Steve, here, I want to tell you something. And they explained how this works to me. And, and I began, and really, I didn't, I didn't see myself as having a need to be wealthy when I was five years old. I was just, I was attracting music into my life. I was attracting uh, uh, my physical body into becoming uh, certain heights. And, and then I attracted health into my life. Haven't had a cold in 20 plus years now. And it's been a process for me. Wealth, wealth is something I think... Um, Wow, that's a great question. If I were to look back, it's probably somewhere on the age 17 or 18 that I began seeing myself as wealthy. Mm, and wow. uh, then as, oh my goodness, when I started doing that and, and journaling, those wealth ideas started oh, just pouring in. And as an entrepreneur, like I said, 17 plus companies, yeah. every one of them diverse, something that had nothing to do with a natural aptitude. My purpose for that was to build wealth. Build up a company from nothing and sell it. Build a company, sell it. Build up a, a network of radio stations and and uh, market it. Uh, patent, sell it. All of it. And just acquiring and having fun with it. I've learned going through the process and the experiences and, and have become enlightened by so many different things. But all I needed to know was how to attract. And all of these things have just moved into my life. Awesome. And isn't that, isn't that the entire platform of the law of attraction is that, you know, you saw yourself as wealthy before you saw yourself wealthy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it's the vision. It's the imagery that you always begin with. And it's a beautiful way to live. It's a wonderful way to live and go through this life. You know, I've heard you say before, too, that, you know, people may say that this is extreme, but poverty is extreme. Sickness is extreme. Surgery is extreme. That's right. Um, so I just, I really, today has been very powerful. I'm, I'm excited to go ahead and, and just start, like you said, obsess over this topic. Journal. Get 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 the one, if you don't have it, get the 100-day guided journal. Yeah. And let that become part of your part mm-hmm. of your life. And your it routine. will absolutely begin opening the door to these things It transforms. That you're it really for. does. And then affirmations has got to also be part of it. You cannot think one thing while saying another. True. So words are things. There's mm-hmm. substance in words. And in fact, let's do it right now. Okay. Just say this out loud. Say, I'm thankful for the wisdom. I'm thankful for the wisdom. To not speak of negative things. To not speak of negative things. I'll not agree with the negative thoughts. I'll not agree with the negative thoughts. Of friends. Of friends. Family. Family. Politicians. Politicians. News. News. I'm grateful for the wisdom to not create. I'm grateful for the wisdom to not create. Negative circumstances. Negative circumstances. For myself. For myself. With the substance. With the substance. Of negative words. Of negative words. All is well. All is well. All is well with me. All is well with me. All is well with the world. All is well with the world. All is well with nature. All is well with nature. All is well. All is well. That's great. And I am wealth. And you are wealth. <laughs> and I'm wealth. And yes. so are you, listener today. You are all wealthy, healthy. You are all absolutely made perfect yeah. in the image of the Creator beautifully made you have so much to offer with the essence of the pure original source of who you are there's never been another one like you don't let this life pass you by without expressing the authenticity and the authentic person that you are and meant to be love others by letting them see who you really are become a creator if you've been out here competing get out of the mindset of that and just start creating becoming the perfected self that you were meant to be. Walk in love and enjoy this life and beyond. 
This has been great. Oh, it's been amazing. I cannot wait to go out and start generating more wealth. And, and it's a fresh idea. It really is. This is such a fresh take on on the importance of money and the balance of it in your life. And, you know, it's just, oh, I love it. This is so cool. It is so cool. And, and use the word, you know, attracting, attracting. You're generating by attracting. You're generating by attracting. Yeah. You're generating by believing. You're generating by desiring. You're generating by journaling. You're generating by loving. Mm. You're generating yeah. by being you. Generate to love. Generate to become the real you. And the universe will take care of the rest. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm super excited, probably the most excited about getting the the truth that you can you can generate wealth and it can be fun and freeing and exciting and an adventure that you look forward to every single day instead of some you know grueling uh, rat race that that most people try to make out to be Right. Well, this has been great. It's uh, it we talked Thanks. about, and I think we've unveiled uh, the secrets of the millionaire mind who's absolutely. using the law of attraction. Do you feel changed? Oh, yeah. I feel absolutely, I my mind feels so transformed. Going to be going up to New York, uh, holding some of our workshop classes yes. and uh, beyond. Make sure you're checking out the website to see where we will be. And uh, that's at kineticbelief.com, or you can send us an email at kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. Yeah. And gonna... it's always a pleasure. Always glad to have you joining us. Absolutely. We're going to be in New York. Um, it's going to be in January and then also in March dates to be announced for some of those later events in Houston and Dallas as well and then we're going to be going to the UK before you know it Um, I know we're going to be doing some things in London Edinburgh so we're just we're all over the place Uh, we'll probably be near you at some point if you're listening so check out the website absolutely all right cool thanks for today this has been great bye